Good morning, everyone. I'm so honored to have the opportunity to join you all here today as we explore the depths of God's word. We'll be looking at Philippians 1 verse 6. Philippians 1 verse 6, a powerful verse, a meaningful verse that is sure to touch each of our hearts in a special way. Man, through this same one, I hope that we can gain greater insight into the teachings of the scripture and how they can be applied to our lives. Amen. Amen. So Philippians 1 6, I read, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you is going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. For the record, Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians while he was in prison. And this is made clear in the 14th verse of the same chapter. It says, because of my chains, the word chains refer to imprisonment. Because of my chains, seeing that I am doing well and that God is accomplishing great things, most of the brothers have renewed confidence in the Lord and have far more courage to speak the word of God concerning salvation without fear. Amen. The question here is what caused the imprisonment? What, what really caused the imprisonment? He answers that in verse 15 to 16. And he says, Some, it is true, actually preach Christ, the Messiah, for no better reason than out of envy and rivalry. But others are doing so out of a loyal spirit and goodwill. Verse 16, the latter proclaim Christ out of love because they recognize and know that I am providentially put here for the defense of the good news. So he was put in prison for the defense of the good news. Amen. Amen. Now, despite his current difficult situation, he was thankful to God for the Philippian believers who had been his companions in the gospel from the very, very beginning. He was grateful. He was grateful for their unwavering support, grateful for their fellowship. He said that he is confident of this very thing. What thing? Here it is. That he who has begun a good work in them will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Who began? God. What good work? The Christian growth. The Christian growth journey that began with salvation when they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, which is continuing to mature and develop, as seen in their remarkable generosity towards Paul. God is going to complete that work. Amen. Now check this out. Apostle Paul 
is revealing to us a profound truth in this verse. He reveals to us a hidden attribute of God. <laughs> He's saying here that our God is not just a God who is compassionate and forgiven. He's not only a God who is characterized by love. He's not only a God who is the supreme ruler of all creation, but he's also a God who completes what he starts. <laughs> I don't think you understood me. He's also a God who completes what he starts. Whatever God has started in your life, being the beginning of a new relationship, new life chapters, new jobs and opportunities, renewed strength and restoration, the beginning of your healing or financial breakthrough, whatever God has started in your life, my Bible says we are confident that he will bring it to a perfect conclusion until the day of Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you on the subject, holding on tight. <laughs> holding on tight. Finding strength in the anchor that holds. Finding strength in the God who completes what he starts. Finding strength in the God who fulfills what he promises. Man, that's deep. A God who finishes what he starts. I don't know if you really understand that phrase. It's a little more profound than you think. A God who finishes what he starts. Just take a moment and think about that. Just let it speak to you for a moment. A God who completes what he finishes. Man, as you're thinking about that, here are three people who often struggle to finish what they've started. Three people. Number one in your notes, the devil. The devil is a deceitful being, full of empty promises that will never be fulfilled. <laughs> Ever thought about what life would be like if you took the devil's side? Ever thought about that? Some people think that if serving God comes with so much difficulty, if serving God comes with so much opposition and frustration, then maybe it's better to go with the devil. Yeah, maybe maybe it's, it's, it's better, it's, it's far better to go with the devil. If the devil is the author of all sicknesses, is the author of all fear, tragedies, pain and calamities, could that mean immunity and protection? For those who work for him? Could that mean that? The answer is a big no. Man, it's a big no. Even witches and fetish priests get sick sometimes. Believe me, they all have health insurance cards. And go to the hospital. Just like everyone else. <laughs> Amen. Even during car accidents, they get injured too. It's not like they can fly their way out of that situation. <laughs> Amen. One thing to note is that the devil may try to intimidate you sometimes with sickness. But guess what? He doesn't have the power to heal. <laughs> 
what he can only do is stop the intimidation. And when that happens, the sickness stops too. This is what the Bible calls false signs and wonders. <laughs> no matter how it appears, if the devil blinds a person and, and, and a false prophet performs a ritual to restore their sight, it's not true healing. Healing is a form of restoration. And in this case, the devil temporarily stopped the affliction to make it appear as a miracle, which is what we call false signs and wonders. True healing comes from God. True healing comes from the power and grace of God. So taking the devil's side does not guarantee you protection from sickness. It doesn't guarantee you protection from pain and tragedies. But let's just say the answer is a yes. Let's just say the answer is, is, is let's just say the answer is a yes. You know what that means? It means you are moving from being the devil's enemy to God's enemy. Something that you certainly don't want to do, trust me. Being on God's bad side is something that you want to avoid at all costs. Amen. And aside from the destructive power of the devil, there is a far more destructive force known as the wrath of God that no one can escape. <laughs> Not even the devil himself. Ephesians 5 verse 6 says, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Amen. The devil is full of empty promises. He tempted Eve by promising her that if she ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, she would be like God. She'd be powerful like God. <laughs> She'd be free like God, knowing good and evil. However, the devil's promise was broken. As instead of gaining freedom from God, Adam and Eve were instead given freedom to sin, freedom to death. Man, the devil may promise a person wealth and money, often in exchange for their soul or enslavement. Now, while it may appear at first that they are getting what they were promised, they soon realize the words of Solomon in Ecclesiastes 5.10 are true. The lover of money will never be satisfied with money, nor the lover of abundance with increase. Amen? money may come into their life but it won't bring true satisfaction oh i said it won't bring true satisfaction the promises of the devil may seem appealing but they always come with a heavy price he may offer wealth and power but he will always add sorrow he will always add pain however the bible says that the blessing of the lord oh you don't get it <laughs> Bible says the blessing of the Lord make it rich and I've had no sorrow. Amen. We are still looking at three people who consistently struggle with following through on what they start. Number one, we said devil. Number two, your idol. <laughs> 
your idol. By idol, I mean an object of worship. Besides God, whatever you place in your faith in, to provide you with a sense of safety, a sense of security, to provide you with contentment and spiritual purpose, becomes your idol. Whatever it is you worship in, that's your idol. Something that you rely on to help guide you. Something that you rely on to be your source of strength and security. Some people worship the sun. Some people worship moon and stars. Some worship their ancestors. Others worship money and power. Whatever you worship in, remember, they're going to fill you at some point. I'm telling you, they're going to fill you at some point and can never truly complete what they've started. They can never truly complete what they've started. First Kings 18 says there were an incredible 450 prophets dedicated to Baal, the god of storm and fertility. They depended on this god for rain. They depended on this god for comfort. They depended on this god for sustenance, blessings, and whatnot. They trusted Baal with all their hearts to where they were confident he would never let them down. And when the time came, Elijah urged them to call upon their God to send forth fire to consume their sacrifice. They likely anticipated that their God would be able to do this easily. Given the miraculous things he did for them in the past. You know what I mean? They prayed from morning until noon, which is about like six hours. Yet, Baal remained silent. Desperate for an answer, they switched from prayer to praise. And began to dance and make noise. But still, Baal wouldn't respond. <laughs> Could it be that he was sleepy and simply couldn't hear them? Man, the last resort of the prophets was a desperate measure indeed. The shedding of blood. And we know blood represents covenant. Blood represents their bond covenants with the God of storm and fertility. So 450 false prophets took spears and swords and started cutting themselves hoping that Baal would remember their covenant and come to their aid. But alas, Baal was long gone. <laughs> Baal was long gone. They trusted Baal to complete what he started, but he couldn't. Man, besides the Elohim, whatever you worship in, you may have been seeing results, but just like the prophets of Baal, in your most desperate moments, you call on the stars, you call on money, man, you call on power, your ancestors, your object of worship, only to find out they've been long gone. Amen. The last person to never finish what they started is man. I'm telling you, man is going to promise you. Man is going to go great lengths to gain your trust. They're going to make promises they can't keep. 
They're gonna tell you stories they ain't true. Man is gonna utter every word in the dictionary just to flatter you. I'm telling you, at a point, man is gonna disappoint you. Mark 14:31 says, Peter insisted, even if I have to die with you, Lord, I'll not deny you. But we all know the heartbreaking outcome, right? Peter denied Jesus three times. We see Saul on 1 Samuel 19 swearing a solemn oath to not kill David. However, in the same chapter, we see him going against his oath and pinning David to the wall with a spear. Man, you can't trust man. I'm saying it again because at some point, your partner is going to be distant and emotionally unavailable when you need their support. At some point, your best friend, who promised to always be there for you, is not going to show up at your graduation, wedding, or some significant life event. At some point, your brother or sister, who you love so much, is going to betray your trust or let you down in a time of need. Because men always struggle to finish what they started. If you are holding on to man as your anchor, at this very moment I've got bad news for you. If you're relying on the devil or some object of worship for your anchor, I've got terrible news for you. Because these anchors won't be able to bear the weight of the struggles and hardships life throws at you. They won't be able to support the weight of the burdens you carry, nor the pressures of life storms that are coming your way. No matter how strong and secure you may feel with the anchor, it will eventually break loose, sending you adrift into the unknown waters. And trust me, without a lifeline, you may not survive the fall. You may not survive the fall. But we have an anchor that keeps the soul. This anchor is going to hold you steadfast while the billows roll because you're going to be fasting to the rock of ages which cannot move. Oh, I'm telling you about God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the God who cannot lie. No, no, no. I'm talking about the God who specializes in the impossible, the one who reigns supreme, the healer of our hearts, the mender of our souls. I'm referring to the God who whispers hope, the light in our darkness, the peace in our storm, the God who completes what he started. Hallelujah! Man, if you're seeking something to hold on to, hold on to Jehovah, the God who never fails, the God who does what he says. He said he would create man in his own image, and he did. He said he would deliver the Israelites from Egypt, and he did. In spite of the enemy's attempts to stop him, he led the Israelites out of Egypt through the Red Sea on dry land. Oh, our God, that's what he says. He said he would bring his people to the promised land, and he he did. He said he would save Israel from the Babylonian exile, and he did. He said he would send a savior to save us from sin and death, and guess what? He did. He said he would raise him back to life again, and he did. He said he would send us his Holy Spirit, and he did. Hallelujah. I don't know about you but i'm so hyped up right now you know why because the god that we serve has a track record 
a track record of not only doing what he says, but also completing what he starts. He's been tested and proven throughout history to be an anchor that really holds. Amen. Man, I don't know what situation you are in right now. Maybe you are going through a breakup right now. Maybe you're going through a divorce right now. Maybe you are in a serious illness right now. Or you're troubled right now thinking about how you're going to pay your bills or tuition. Or thinking about how you're going to nail that next exam. Perhaps you lost your job or lost your home or lost a loved one. Whatever situation you're in right now, God is telling you to hold on tight. The hold on tight doesn't mean to hold on to God while constantly complaining about the difficulty of the situation and urgently demanding a solution to the problem. No, 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 no. The holding on tight means not letting go of the anchor despite what your eyes are seeing despite what your body is feeling despite what your ears are hearing despite what the enemy is saying despite what the mind is saying holding on tight means holding on to god your anchor tightly trusting him being fully persuaded that he will surely get you out of that mess into a better place isaiah 41 13 says for i the lord your god hold your right hand it is i who say to you fear not i will help you beloved god is holding your right hand right now he's wiping out your tears right now and telling you don't cry my son don't cry my daughter i understand what you're going through fear not i will help you believe god when he says he will help you if he says he will help you get that money to pay the rent or debt, he will help you. If he says he's going to help you fix your marriage or relationship, he will help you. If the Elohim says he's going to help you come out of that sickness or addiction, he will surely help you. If he says he's going to help you find the right partner who will understand you, who would respect you and love you, trust me, he will help you. Ah, for my Bible says, so shall he be the words that go forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what i please and it shall prosper in the thing for which i sent it if god says he will help you those words have already proceeded out of his mouth and they will never return to him void until you've received your divine help amen And so, my dear brothers and sisters, our time together today has come to an end, but his undiluted word will stay with us and guide us on our journey of faith. Let us go forth from this place empowered by the Lord's message and ready to hold on tight regardless of the obstacles before us. Let us be bold in our witness and steadfast in our faith, knowing that the Lord is always with us and that he will never forsake us. God richly bless you.